last week. Yeah. You know, it was like dancing with your sister. It was on, but really didn't count for much. been marked and the logos have been placed the pies are in the warmer season 2019 is upon us and we're ready to talk round one the preseason's done and dusted the players are getting oiled up strapped up and getting ready for an exciting round one of football but we're back again for our second week lace out podcast your host christopher pepper with the co-host with the most jamie wallace how are you today great sir and more importantly how are port going to be going this week against the d's Hey, Perps, how are you going? I'm fantastic, mate. Good That's week. good. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. Tell Port me. Adelaide this, Port Adelaide this week are going to lose by 60. 10 goals. No, they're not. No, nah, we'll get yeah. into that. No. I... We will. We will. We will. But I am I'm, I'm pumped. I can smell the deep heat from Punt Road at my house. Can you? Oh, I tell you what. The Goanna Royal's been flowing through my veins over the last few days. Just, It's just a different week this week. Like last week... Yeah. You know, it was like dancing with your sister. It was on, but really didn't count for much. This week, it's all, oh yeah. You know, the, the, office, the office talk is starting to get a bit more banter about it. You know, it's no JLT talk. Players are having benders before their last main training session for the week. <laughs> AFL still can't figure out what rules they want to run. Oh, oh, it's all happening. It's all happening. It We're going to get into it. We are going to get into it. Um, but I'd like to say for everyone who listened last week, thank you very much. We've had some great feedback over the first, um, the, the return episode last week. Uh, just a couple of things, get a bit of the housekeeping out of the way. We're dropping every Tuesday night here on Lace Out. You can, like I said, get us on all the big platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, you name it, we're there. We're also on Facebook, head to the Facebook page, uh, Lace Out Podcast, uh, just do the search on Facebook. We've also got the Twiddle handle, Twitter handle of Lace Out Podcast. And hey, look, if you want to email us anything, questions, queries, money, hey, you want a sponsorship deal, we'll do anything for a couple of bucks. Laceoutpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. But you know what? It's not all about that. It's about you, the listeners, but it's also about talking about the great game of footy. It all kicks off this week. Um, I know you're excited. We're going to be excited. Uh, just to listen also couple of things the game we will be streaming live from the game so you'll be wanting to head over to the lace out podcast we'll be streaming live before the game a bit of a walk-in quarter time half time just to sort of get a feel the the vibe the marbo the serenity of the game um i can tell you now someone's gonna have a smile on their face and someone's gonna have a lot of tears and and someone's gonna have a broken phone and and it can't be me again it can't be me again, but <laughs> let's just say we're going to do it in style because we are going to the MCC. Uh, I'll be there. Jamie will be there. Uh, I'll be the best dressed Port Adelaide supporter there. Yep. So that means that uh, you have to wear something with a collar. Yes. Okay. Should I bring a tie? Because I know I've heard that the long room needs a tie and is the long room one with all the, uh, with all the things across the top. Is that, is that the long room? Yeah, we're not going there. Um, just, oh, oh, no, we're not, going for long, we're not going long room. We'll start in the bull ring and then we'll work our way out. Okay. So if, uh, long room, you, you can't peak too early. Um, okay. I think the last time uh, someone in a Port Adelaide tie looked good, uh, it probably would have been Mark Williams doing the old chokey chokey. <laughs> he tried to, try to take his tie off. Tried to take his tie off. Uh, <laughs> just goes to show that he didn't tie it. It was either his wife or his parole officer. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this week. We're going to go through a few things. We're going to be going uh, a new segment that's come in. We're going to start off every week is the fry pan. And it's just something that sort of caught our eye and someone who's having the heat turned up on them. And it's funny enough, not a person this week is going to be a club. And I'm going to get Jamie to kick that off in a moment. Something is just sizzling there. Sizzling, sizzling on a, a load of medium heat. It's a, it has yeah. got a bit of Texan barbecue, a bit of low and soft. It's got it's got a bit of fat in it as well, like a like you know, like a bacon sizzle. Oh yeah, I wanna I wanna I wanna I want on that this week. Yeah, not that vegan bacon stuff, not that fake. Nah. We're talking the good artery clogging, yeah. cardiac doctor loving fatness. Oh, vegan. What, what is what is vegan meat? That's bullshit. That's anyway, that's uh, bullshit. That, I don't know what vegan meat is. It's there's no such thing, is there? Ugh. Like climate change, it doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> Fake news, fake news, fake news. Um, we're also going to throw out our top eight predictions as well. Uh, we'll also throw out our tips for this week as well. A um, couple other things, little bits and pieces in the news, but look, I'm going to start it off, handing it over to the great man. Uh, the new dad saw the sorry son this week. Absolute cheeseburger stunner that little fella is. Like I said to him, DNA test should be coming in, but um, you and Alira, <laughs> mate, you have produced a wonderful looking son. Thank you very much. Uh, but uh, as we must move on, who's in the fry pan this week? Who is in the fry pan this week? So let's just kick it right off. So I want us to turn that fry pan, probably dial, dial to 10. Uh, the fry pan this week is, as what Pep said, not a player, but it's a whole club. And my fry pan, sizzling away, is the Frio Football Club. If there is not the biggest amount of pressure ever on that club and just that whole football world is just focusing on them this week has been a farce this week has been a farce for them you've got the jesse hogan incident uh you've got harley bennell uh that's been going on now for two th- two seasons or three seasons Pets? three seasons three seasons yep so that so that one there has been an absolute farce and now the jesse hogan has come in there to take over the mantle of their big key forward after, you know, the God Pavlich retired. And let's just say this week has not been a great week for Jesse, nor the Frio Football Club. First, they tried to cover it all up. Now it's come out that it was actually an incident uh, involving a few late night drinks in a car park fight, that getting that one last boxing session before the season proper. Do you get no punch uh, on, do you? Well, that's, that's their heard. reporting. Yeah, no, so that's the reporting. So one of the reporters in over in Frio... So there is CCTV uh, footage of uh, Jesse getting his ribs, just, you know, slight little jab to the rib. And, and that was also part of why uh, he's not playing this week. So to come out and say he's got issues, he's got, uh, he needs, he's, he's need, what, what were the words today they used? Uh, clinical um, anxiety is the term. Clinical anxiety, which was apparently news to the Hogan camp. Um it was all to do around the alcohol and having a few bevies, which is, I mean, come on, we are less than five days from the season and you go and do that shit. Just disappointing. But Melbourne must've known something at the same time as well. If you ever look at the so history, that, if you ever look at the history yeah. over the last two years, yep. they've made two decisions that you sit back now and look at, and yours is one of them. Your clubs mm-hmm. have been affected by one of them. Mm-hmm. Last year or the year before, they got rid of Jack Watts. And apparently mm-hmm. the end of the club was going to fall over. 
That's all right. And this year they've got rid of Hogan. Yep. Now, it's not just those two changes. What occurred around about five years earlier? Yep. A certain individual turned up to take over the club. Mm-hmm. Mr. Paul Ruse. Now, one of the things that he yep. set up at uh, the Sydney Swans was this so was the so-called and the very famous Swans culture. And yep. one of the things that they had at that club was the no dickhead policy. Mm-hmm. I think Melbourne have now yep. gone down the route of the, the no dickhead policy. Yep. And like most things, it's like anything in life. If you want to keep something um, massively important to you enough, mm-hmm. you will go out of your way to do whatever can be possible. And for yep. the teams to come out and say, Jesse, we're happy to maybe facilitate a trade for you if uh, we can find something for you. Yeah. There, there must have been some alarm bells. Now, he hasn't had it easy. You know, in the space of a year, he had dad passed away, testicular, yep. uh, got back from yep. all of that, and then broke his collarbone. It, it wasn't a perfect way. Yeah. Even, to, even the last year, he had his uh, plantar fascia, uh, sorry, not plantar fascia, um, Lynn, Lynn Frank uh, injury. In yeah. The so you know, his last couple of seasons haven't been brilliant you know, yeah. from, from a personal health perspective. Yeah. But to have a guy around for that long, you'd, you've seen other clubs like they did with Alex Johnson, et cetera. Yeah, he's had injury issues, but they kept him on board. Yeah. Him, they yeah. were happy to facilitate it. Now, where there's smoke, there's fire. I, I agree to, to a point. Yeah. When I heard that on, when I heard that on the radio, and you, and you listen to the whole... whole um, press conference and you read everything about what uh, Peter Bell said. Mm-hmm. There's something called the pub test. Yeah. And, and the sniff test and yeah. something stinks. There's yeah. Something wasn't right. If it, if it looks like shit and it smells like shit, most yeah. of the time it is shit. And I think there was something that there's something wrong there. Apparently he's on but 900. He's, but what's, but what's he, I mean like what he is, He's gone over there on 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 huge money on a long contract. Yeah. Um, what we, like I know, as you said, you know, he's all the issues with with you know his, his parent passing away and the testicular cancer. But I mean, where does a player take some responsibility for where they're going with their career? Because that's just it's it's not great. It's not great at all. And Frio, but Frio at the same time. That's two bad decisions in 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 three seasons that they've made. Not like two, them. yeah. Well, two two bad decisions for the whole club. Like Benel, I mean, Jesus, jeez, where does <laughs> that just? Jeez, I don't even know. That's like, what is, is it? Ross Line? Is it the Frio Football Club? These guys haven't won a premiership yet. Don't forget that in in their whole history, they haven't won a premiership. So I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, and. You know, their chief recruiter, which was Brad Lloyd, went over to Carlton. Yeah. Rumour was going around that when they signed up at the end of last year, there was Ballantyne they signed up. Mm-hmm. Was it Sanderlands and Mundy? I think, were they the two ones that they, they signed up? Apparently, mm-hmm. he was just like, what, what, what? he didn't even know. And then you saw a couple of days later, he, he walked out the door. Yeah. Obviously, he's gone on a greater pastures at Carlton. But they, there's just something not right at that place. Yeah, you know they they got Cam McCarthy for pick three. They gave that over yep. to AWS. That hasn't worked. They've yep. got Hogan. There's issues there. Benell's got issues yep. there. Matera yep. comes across. 
um, mm-hmm. over to West Coast. Oh, sorry, to Fremantle. What does he do in a practice yep. match? Just throws out a bit of a dingy elbow. He misses a week. Yeah. You know, it's almost like the cows are lead in the paddock. And the yep. farmer's just like, well, you know, has are they just too soft? Yeah. Are they just imagine, too soft? Imagine this, imagine this is in Melbourne. Imagine if this club, Frio, was actually in Melbourne and you had Benel and Jesse Hogan on your list and Ross Lyon. Imagine the media and what that would look like. It would be, it'd be my fry pan. It would be like a bloody, I don't know, like 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 a cup of hot water compared to what the real media could really rip apart. They are a two-team town over there, and no doubt they'd be copping a flogging from the press over there. But we didn't hear about it over here. Nah, they're they're insulated from from the Victorian media. Media. But if they were over here and the same thing happened, good yep. luck. Good luck. You, you saw what happened with Essendon and the whole you know, supplements saga. I know we're going you know, all the way to 11 with that particular example. <laughs> but they were, they were getting smashed every single week. Yeah. Every single yeah. week. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 well, they're, 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 they're pulling apart the whole administration team over there when that was happening. You know, you know what doctors, makes matters- the physios were bloody getting, getting ripped into. You know what makes matters worse? What's they that? play North Melbourne at home this week at 3.20. On this mm-hmm. Sunday, mm-hmm. then no guarantee to win that. No, no guarantee. And I was looking at the tips this week, and that was one of two games I was a little bit iffy with. And yeah. Both on the Sunday, and they, they pretty much flow on from each other. But I was yeah. really, really worried about the Fremantle because first game they're going to have fifty thousand supporters there at the Optus Bowl, North Melbourne, who have definitely improved since last year. They're going to take. Yeah, that. well, they've got. Yeah, they're going to take prisoners. Exactly right. They're yeah. not going to take any prisoners, and I wouldn't be surprised if Fremantle lose. Then that's just going to turn it up another notch, isn't it? You can just, you can just see we're going from a uh, like a medium heat. Where they'll be turning it up to a, they'll be turning that fry pan up to a you know a high heat, and let the yeah. pants and let the pan smoke because there's just the pressure's just building. And the funny thing is, Ross Lyon's got another what three years on his contract. Yeah. And it's, it's not a rebuild because he's not he's not playing the youngsters. No, he's signing up mature age or what you consider mature age footballers now because Jesse Hogan's had um he's had six six years in the system. He's, I think he's tw- I think he's twenty four or twenty five. Yeah, so six years in the system, six seven seven years in the system. Benel's had the same roughly, but one year maybe longer. These people are not dumb young men anymore. These should be smart, uh, you know, a little bit more world-wise and probably in a position where they should think, you know what, I've only really got about two or three good years in me before I'm probably cooked yep. and I haven't got a premiership and I haven't done anything with my, with, with my football career. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, he's, he's, he's played 71 games. He's kicked 152 goals. Not too shabby. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's two a game. Not many young players were kicking two a game in this in the way that, the way the game's been over the last couple of years. And I can tell you, there's, there's been some stinkers in that. But he's yeah. under, he's under 95 centimeters, 100 kilogram forward who can run. He has got a great tank. And to go yeah. ahead and do, what do you think went through Ross Lyon's mind when he signed him? <laughs> um, or, or, no, or when he heard it. out, he would have just gone. I've got another Benel. Yeah. Have I got another Benel here? Well, they're so far deep in with Benel, they have to back him now. So they're going to, have to do the same with Hogan. Yeah, I think Hogan's a bit different. Like he, he he's got the runs on the board. 
Ben Hall ne- yeah. never really had the, the runs on the board. Yeah. Like, there were flashes of it at, at, at Gold Coast, but it hasn't eventuated here. He's played how many games for Fremantle in the time he's been here? Two? Three? Yeah. yeah. That's the world's longest calf. <laughs> Look, it'll make the Guinness Book of Records. Longest calf injury. Harley Benell. Three seasons of AFL football. Yeah. Uh, shocking. So... Look, it's going to be interesting. If uh, The mm. thing that he hasn't done is he hasn't come out like they would normally do, put him out in front of the cameras and go, oh, I'd like to apologise to my supporters. They haven't done that. Yeah. Which, you know, for once, I applaud it because I'm sick to death of hearing, sorry, I didn't mean it. Like, you're stuffed up. You don't have to say it in front of everybody. The fact that you're not yeah. bad enough is you know, punishment enough. Yeah. So, you know, for the first episode of the fry pan, mate, you have, that has been an al dente Cook up, I would say. And I could keep talking about it because I just think Jesse Hogan is such a waste of a talent at the moment. And I just, I'm disappointed that it's come out like this. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever really click for him. Mm. I don't know if it'll really, ever really I hope so. I love the bloke. I loved him as a yeah. player. Um, he I, was- I, remember, I remember going to the cafe with you on a Monday morning yep. and you click through the reserve results. Yep. And you would froth at Jesse Hogan knowing the 17-year-old's coming in and you were frothing at it. Oh, yeah? You would, you would, you'd, you'd grab me in a headlock and you'd just rip my head down to the, to the paper and be like, look at this, look at this, look at this guy. He's kicked six against Frankston. <laughs> but you were, you were frothing at it. Oh, yeah. And look, I must admit, he, did, he had provided... Um, I was there where he kicked his first goal. Um, I remember that game. Yep. It was an absolute, it was just, you know, we were seeing history that day. And he's, he's he, look, he is a gun. When he's on, he is a gun. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know. But once again, we picked, we picked him. Mm-hmm. Carlton got Crips. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting times. Uh, hey, um, one thing that happened since the last episode, which happened last Thursday, is the AFL Grand Final is staying a day Grand Final. Mm. And I am happy with that. Yep. I'm yep. happy with that as well. I mean, as you said in the last episode, what was the point of putting out the poll when the last three, four years had said that people want to keep it a day grand final? Yep. Like, what was the point? No, I don't know. If they were to change it, make it twilight, I don't think a full night grand final would be, would be good. What, a, what about night? I was thinking this when we, when we um, stopped recording last week. What about a night grand final under the stadium? No. Nah. Roof closed? No. Nah. Nah. So it's dry? It's still dry? No. Nah. It's all those things? No. No? No. What? We played at Telstra Dome. That's the only place that they can play it at. And you'd have 50,000 less people there. Yeah. And the ground's the valley of death. It's as hard <laughs> as a rock. Fast? Yeah. It's fast. Have you seen the MCG recently? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's lawn bowl stuff. That's that's the Augusta Greens. It looks that not as good as the SCG though. <laughs> not as that's good right. as the surface at the SCG. But no, you, you've got to keep it day. I think we've lost that many traditions from this game over the last number of years. That was like yep. change. And look, I don't mind a bit of a shift to try it for a year to see it at a twilight. I wouldn't phase that. Yeah, but to go tonight, no. I think you got to you got to keep something. A little bit unique about your game. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy. I'm happy with that because I mean, like, you don't want the game to suffer when it's a showcase of our season in the game. You don't want it to suffer 
with players fumbling and, and, and bumbling marks and, and stuff like that. So I'm fine with that. They're going to do it. Look, if it's going to rain, it's going to rain during the day. It's going to rain at night. doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's, 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 let's be frank. It's a winter sport. True. It's that we've been in El Nino or El Dino or El Nino for the last number of years. That's why it hasn't, hasn't rained through winter <laughs> and it rains in summer. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, yeah, so I'm wrapped that it's going to stay a, a day grand final. That was a magnificent decision. Uh, mm-hmm. One decision that hasn't worked out too well for the uh, AFL or more likely the AFL Brains Trust was the conference system where mm-hmm. a team that had won more games and had a higher percentage missed the finals and the mm-hmm. team with the lowest percentage in the league ended up mm-hmm. making the finals because they were yeah. in the other side of the conference. Yep. Good balls up. Massive balls up. Massive balls up for the AFLW. Massive balls up. How can you have team teams one and two from the conference versus conference two play the... Is it like the fourth and the fifth best team or the... No, it's yeah, first, and, first and second. So first plays four, first plays fourth, second plays... Like it's a crossover type of thing. But I mean, like the second, like 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 the second conference that were full of the teams that weren't as good, oh. weren't even like in the top six or the top five of the best of the best. Um, you know, if you did like a straight ladder, yeah, no, it was they terrible. Were, no, it was terrible. So, just just for you know, for the for the for the listeners out there that haven't seen the ladders, it's broken up into two conferences. Conference A, Adelaide Crows uh, played seven, one six. Fremantle played seven, one six. Uh, Adelaide had a percentage of 212.9. Fremantle had 141.2. Okay. Underneath that was the Kangaroos, uh, who had 20 20 points, so five wins, at a percentage of 123.1. And the team underneath that was Melbourne, uh, 16 points, so four wins, at a percentage of 112. Sorry, 111.2. Yeah. So that's the first four. Yeah, you move over to the conference B. Carlton took that one out with four wins mm-hmm. and a percentage of ninety nine point six. So they won the same amount of games as Melbourne. Yep, had okay. a worse percentage. Yep, and have ended up top. If it was the yep. other, if if it was a straight ladder, they would have ended up fifth. Yep, and then underneath that you got Geelong with three wins mm-hmm. and a percentage of sixty five point five, which was the worst in the league. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a team you've got a team that won one less game and had a percentage difference of close to 50 points <sighs> and they've made the finals it just it doesn't work unless you've got 70 teams like nfl and like nba it doesn't work why would you have a conference for eight teams Dumbest, dumbest shit ever. It is just dumb shit. I'm sorry. It is just <laughs> that is just dumb shit AFL. And I love when they come out and go, yeah, I think we might need to have a look at it next year. There was no reason for it in the first place. The only reason why they did the conference system was so that they didn't have to play. Uh, what is it? Nine, uh, nine games. Yeah. Each team played each other once. Yeah. That's the only reason why. Yeah. So, oh, how can we make it in such a way? Yeah, it's been a balls up, and I think they're looking at it. And yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll have a bit of a chat next week when the the finals come in, um, and who's going to take that out? Because it simply goes down to whoever wins wins. 
Yeah. That really made a lot of sense. Whoever wins goes straight to the grand final. Yep. And then the grand final will be the week after. Oh, that was yeah. smart. Playing it up against the same weekend as proper AFL. Yeah. Yeah, it's... They've messed it's, it up. Is it, be- is it because the big bash runs over? Is that why as well? I think so, but the A-League don't care about that. No, but the big bash use the same ground, so... Actually, fair point. Well, really, what's the what's the grounds that they use? The big bash. Oh, no, no, because AFL. Oh, they well, they use both MCG, and they use. They don't, uh, they, they don't play any games at the Marvel MCG. Stadium. Melbourne play. Yeah, all, no, they don't. Who doesn't? They don't. Melbourne women. didn't play. No. <laughs> oh no, the women. Sorry, the women don't play the MCG. Yeah, no. the women don't play the MCG. So Adelaide. Adelaide might play at Adelaide. I think I know that they play Fremantle at. The Optus Stadium, so there's something there. Kangaroos play at the uh, Arden Street, you think? Melbourne play yep. at Casey. Western Bulldogs play at the Wet Noble. Carlton play at Icon Park. Geelong at their home ground. GWS would be at their home ground, but yeah, which is spotless. Which I think. Yeah, one I don't know then. Why would you? Brisbane play at the Gabba. So you got it. So there is a bit of overlap. Yeah, there is a bit of overlap. But yeah, what is but you're right though. You're right though because they could not the AFL couldn't afford to run a, to open up the ground the in Marvel or MCG for the AFLW because it just costs too much. But they own the ground. They own both of them, do they? They own they own uh, Marvel. So what the oh, yeah. probably losing money against themselves. Yeah, I don't know what. Okay, so whatever, uh, whatever. Bash, but what's what's stopping you? Depending on what the overlap is, yeah. You know, teams may be having to have a few of their earlier games away. Mm. Mm. Brisbane, uh, 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 Gold Coast had to do it last year with the Commonwealth Games. Had have to play their first five, wasn't it? Five. I think it was their first eight. I think it was a ridiculous number. But have yeah. their first number of games away, and then once the Big Bash finishes, play them at home. There's not. There's yeah. not. There's only a couple of teams that are affected. Brisbane, GWS. And Adelaide Fremantle. So four out of the ten are affected. Yeah. I don't know. They're going to have to do something yeah. better next year. Don't worry. They've got Nicole Livingston running the show. She'll do a brilliant job uh, and clean that up as well too. Uh, you, you wrote when we are just having a bit of a chat about the run sheet, how we're going to get this set up. You wrote something down about the AFL still haven't cleared the runner rule. No, no. So Al Clarkson came on SEN, uh, which is a sports radio uh, sports show on radio here uh, in Australia, in Melbourne, for our listeners over in the US and the UK. Yes, we do uh, have listeners over in the US and the UK. Yep. <laughs> Hello. And Dubai. And Dubai and as well. Yep. <laughs> um, and France. And Bonjour. France. <laughs> so Al Clarkson, for those people, um, he is probably, he's probably the, the goat coach of this, of this decade, do you reckon, Pep? Is that a fair, is that a fair call? For our, for our US listeners over there. He'd be the Bill. <laughs> he'd be the Bill Belichick of the AFL. Yeah. So he came on the radio on on the radio show SEN, and he said that uh, at the coaches' breakfast last Thursday morning uh, that they had with the AFL, that the one of the big rule changes this year is the change to the runners. So only being allowed to come on after a goal is kicked, and you can't have them come onto the game uh, during the play, which is a big thing in the AFL. You always see uh, men and girl, you know, men and women in in pink or bright yellow or something running around giving messages from players to coaches and players to coaches. Uh, That had changed. Now, now the context is done. He said on Monday morning that at their coaches and AFL breakfast, 
that that particular rule is not set in stone as to when the runners can go on the ground. So at the moment, they all thought it was only after a goal is kicked. And then it changed to, well, it could be only 30 seconds per time or is it uh, per stoppage or two minutes, you know, in in total. Uh, So there are three different ways and the AFL haven't clarified and we're on the eve. We're on the eve of this year's season. (laughs) Three days clarified. Haven't clarified to, to the to the coaches, you know, that what is the rule? Because it seems like it's a bit of a work in progress and we will come up with a negotiation that works for everyone. But this is a professional, sorry, supposed professional football league where we take it seriously. Oh, shit. This is yeah. The, this is the meatloaf of the rules. Yeah. This is a farce. Yeah. Like, really, did anybody ask for this rule? No. No one cared. No one cared. But at the same time, I didn't care about the interchange rules, perhaps, to be completely no. honest. Like I said last week, do you sit there at the end of the game and go, geez, I'll tell you what, Westhoff was fantastic, but did you see the runner? He was out seven. <laughs> it was he was out 15 times in that second quarter. He made a massive difference. And I thought they, I thought they, uh, they had a high interchange number of 122. Yeah, that made all the yeah. difference. Uh, look, uh, it's they're so hell bent on changing the aesthetic of the game. Mm. Um, and it, what's his name? Steve Hocking. He just makes rules up for the sake of it. Yeah. Well, I know they had uh, Luke Beveridge on the ground oh, on the ground. Sorry, on the radio station this morning, and he was saying that he may have to go down and do a bit more uh, on on the sideline coaching, yelling out to players because. He wants to instruct his players a little bit more than what, you know, after a goal is kicked or whatever the AFL decide to come up with in these next couple of days before the before the rounds kick off. Yep. Um so if coaches don't know, I, I don't know. I'm you need to get play, you need to get messages from coaches to players because the game is so fast and dynamic and they don't have preset things. They things are always evolving. Games evolve. Games evolve yeah. within a quarter. Games the game is so unique; it could turn on a dime. A game yep. can, you know, a hundred minutes of football can be determined by a bounce of a ball. Yep. And we don't know what the AFL players are going to. Oh, so what the coaches are going to do? Because in JLT, they all sort of kept their, uh, they kept their powder dry in terms of how they're going to structure up with this new six 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 format. They haven't shown anyone what they're going to do. So who knows what's going to happen come this Thursday night. And continuing on for us the season. I've got no idea, but you know what I'm excited for. I am excited for round one, as most people are. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. People think the premierships are one in round one. You got to have your best team out there. Yep. Um, but then the coaches go, "Well, you know, it's uh, round one is just as important as round 22." Uh, yeah. Bullshit. You want to get off to a good start. You Always. Get, you know, you, you, your ladder position is pretty much booked in in the first first 30 percent of the season. If you yep, can bank except, for Adelaide. except if you're Port Adelaide, you can, if you bank those early wins, it puts less pressure on you at the back end, trying yeah. to make up that space. Like some teams, you know, Melbourne's a perfect example. They had a they had a winks type run at the line last year. They came mm-hmm. how far back to, to to get across the line, and then yep. they ran out of juice when they got to the prelim. As simple as that. They yep. were cooked. If they banked yep. a couple of those earlier wins in the season, yeah, you never know what could happen. Yep. And, and I guess, and, and you're right, but this time, like now, I reckon it's harder and harder to, 
once you know once the, the those premiership teams could once you know rest players from round 20 start managing them a bit yeah now because the game and the and the teams are so close that you need to have the best team playing all the time um, so those early wins, geez, they they are they are worth their weight come the end of the season, like you said. Well, especially for Gold Coast because the early season wins could be their only win. <laughs> they 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 have a realistic chance of going winless this year. The whole season. The whole season. Yep. The whole season. We'll get to our ladders, but I don't think we have to. Did you have them last? Pretty much, yeah. I, I think yes, they scraped they in. I think they just yep. scraped in for last. I actually was looking at my ladder going, who am I missing? Then <laughs> I'm like, oh, Gold Coast, of course. Don't worry, the AFL, on the, bottom. The, the AFL say that every week. Who are we missing? <laughs> Gold Coast, no fans. Rent a crowd every week. Um, now, I'm a little bit stunned by this. I don't know if you heard this today, but you were telling me that there's now going to be a Snickometer for Gold Coast? Yes, there is. Yes, Snickometer will be unveiled in round one under the fresh revamp of the score review process. So it's the AFL Edge, and they'll be using it for the first time on Thursday with microphone technology installed into the goalpost to determine whether the ball has touched the post or not. So the audio that's going to be in the goalpost is going to be synchronized with the Hawkeye video system that they use when they do their score review. Yeah. Um, if you have a soundbite, can you put that in right there where it goes, score review, just... Can you please try and find an AFL umpire doing that? Just drop that right there. We'll try and uh, drop one in there for you. A bit of a <laughs> so that was try and sync up the sound with the uh, with the Hawkeye video, whether the ball has clipped the post or it sailed through without um, without hitting it. Uh, so that's a new one this season. Oh, so let me Snicko. guess. Did they trial that during the the uh, JLT? No. That wasn't trialed at all. That was just, that has just literally come out of come out of the blue. That, that that announcement's almost come out of the blue. Is uh, that was almost like Shane Wade Woden two thousand Brownlow medal out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. That is ridiculous. Next, Look, I'll have the. We we need yeah, to take sorry. a tip. We need to take it. We need to take a leaf out of the Indian cricket team and just say no. <laughs> we're not. We're not. No. 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 Snicko. No, yep. no goal review system. Yeah. No. Next, the DRS will be in. Yeah. Oh. Imagine DRS. What would that look like? <laughs> <laughs> hot spot on shins. Hot, hot spot, spot on feet. Oh, they'll have a hot spot. Oh, next, next, <laughs> next. There'll be a weather wall. Yeah. There'll be uh, yep. someone will be doing pitch reports. Well, they kind of do like they almost do DRS now, and they're looking for fingernails getting snapped back with oh, the touch of the yeah. ball. It's. it's joke when it was brought in it was to you know it was for the howler the yeah. absolute howler hitting the side yeah. and hitting the post except you're, you're seeing ones where they're 25 meters out touch 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 and they're reviewing that yep it's yeah no nah, it's not it's not right no one likes it yeah it's a gimmick it's a it's gimmick but what does that it's but interesting but but that's what the afl are the the Everything's minimal viable product. If anyone's out there for you know, MVP and product, product creation, etc., they they'll go with something that's eighty percent right, and then yep. they'll tweak it on the run. Here's an example. Yep. We don't know how well it's going to work. They've got the um, the runner rule. Still don't know how that's mm-hmm. going to work. They just nope. still don't even know how they're going to mark the fifty and then the fifty mark after that. Yeah. It, yeah. It is a bit of a farce. It is. It yep. is a bit of. It is a farce. 
Well, it gets better. It gets better. Not oh, that, no, 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 not, please. Not, tell me. It does, tell it does me. get better. All right. So this system will be used at Category 1 and Category 2 venues across the country with Gold Line technology. So that's MCG, Marvel Stadium, Adelaide Oval, and Opta Stadium. Uh, and I would also assume probably down in Geelong as well. But uh, Hobart, so Bunstone Arena, won't have it. Mar Stadium in Ballarat. Um, surprisingly in China, that Port Adelaide play. <laughs> well, the reason why that they're not getting the microphones <laughs> is well, for two reasons. First of all, uh, the microphones in China are built by Huawei. And, um, if they do put microphones there, they will be think that we'll be spying on them. Although in China, you probably come up with like 50,000 way better products than what we're trying to roll out in the oh, AFL. No doubt. At least the microphones that, will work. That'd be, that'd be light years ahead. That'll be light years. Get the Huawei's. They're better off. Actually, bring back, bring back the light goalposts from the AFLX. Oh, they need the Zupa Dupas back. The Zupa Dupas. And, and the big air cannons. Yeah. Maybe they so, could every time Gold Coast kick a goal this year. <laughs> just give something, just give their crowd something. Yep. Just something. Yeah. So, so we've got, we've got, we've got Snicko for the gold post. We've got that, that goal review system. The cameras are using at the grounds are not high def quality enough that you can tell whether a ball has actually hit a finger or come off a glove or a foot or a shin. Nah. It's, so when you watch, so for people who watch this stuff back on TV, it is almost laughable at some of the decisions that come out of it. I, I still think that they, you know, because the AFL are tight asses. I reckon they got the cameras from the old Nokia thirty three tens. They're shocking. They them up. They're terrible. They are. They're, yeah, they're terrible. They are. They are woeful. They are woeful. Yep. So that's going to be kicking in now. Uh, so yeah, a bit of a bit of news there, I must say. But one thing, one thing um, we have uh, said that we're going into this weekend is our top eights. We're going to do okay. our whole ladder, but we're going to we're going to do our whole ladder. But I think we're going to be doing just the ladders because I think yes. that, um, the bottom four are pretty much self-explanatory. Yep. Which would, in my eyes, Western Bulldogs. In no particular order, so Western Bulldogs supporters, don't shoot me down. But Gold Coast, Western, uh, Western Bulldogs, St Kilda, Carlton, they were my bottom four. Yep. Um, the top side of things I found pretty easy to work out. Do you want to start at eight and then work up? You want it? All right, let's go. So, do, you, do you want to go eight and I'll go my eight and we'll see uh, how we go? Let's just see eight to eight. So we'll start at eight and then I'll go eight. Okay. And, I'll, and maybe if there's any reasons behind it as well too. Okay. Now, mind you, as we've been going, as we've been um, recording today, I've been having a look at my list, and I've made a change halfway through the episode already. So I actually had the Sydney Swans in, but I'm now taking them out, and I'm replacing them to finish eighth North Melbourne. Well, I think they're going to be the big shaker. I think they're going to be a big shaker. Yeah. All right. I think I ended up ninth last year. Yep. And just missed out, and they've brought in Hall Polak. Pittard, Tyson. Like, that's four good quality depth players to put on mm-hmm. top of what they already had. And, you know, that's what you need. And just from some of the, the way that they looked in the GLT, the JLT uh, yep. Tyson looked okay. Polak looked like he's just settled in nicely. Pittard's yep. going to be brilliant. Like I said, I did have Sydney, but I just thought that they're just getting old. Sydney just look old. I think there yep. are too many of those players over 30, and I just don't know who's going to kick all their goals. Outside of yep. Buddy and unfit Buddy, because he hasn't done much of a preseason. Mm-hmm. Plus, also that ground that they're going to be playing on—that looks like shit. 
I don't know. Yeah. If you, I don't know if it was you. Know, you got to go on YouTube and do a bit of a search for uh, SCG Sydney Cricket Ground Turf, and there are chunks coming out of this thing. Yeah, it's terrible. It is it, terrible it, ground. It's just not fit for football. What's happened is that they've knocked down. For, for anyone who doesn't know, they've knocked. They're going to be knocking down um, Allianz Stadium, which is the Olympic Stadium. And a number of the uh, Super Rugby teams and the NRL teams are going to be playing at the SCG on top of the AFL. And they are just tearing up the turf and they can't replace it quick enough. No. Uh, well, the difference is rugby players, you've got, what have you got on there? Is it 11 or 12 per team? So 22. Let's say this is between 20 to 26 proper size big men, not AFL bloody sprinter athletes. You're top proper, proper people, proper men. Smashing it, yeah, big units. But mind you, what they also oh. use is because they'll do their rucks and their scrums. They have to dig into the turf because they're pushing yeah. against the other pack. They're using yep. steel stops, you know, a good inch long in some cases. You'd, you'd think mm. that is mm. just tearing up the turf and big turf, and because it's a sandy base, yeah, got nothing to grip onto. So they are just tearing chunks out of it. It's a debacle. It's a farce. Yeah. And just based on that, I just don't think Sydney are going to have a good run at it this year, and that's why I've put North Melbourne in it at eighth. Okay, well, my eighth, based on a conversation from last week, uh, which is, which is, I think they're going to see big improvement, is Brisbane. Ooh, yeah, like I've it. got Brisbane as my eight, and and yeah, we'll leave it at that because I'm not going to we're not going to talk about our, our, our bottom, but there are some good teams that have missed, all teams you'd think have missed. Yeah, they were so good Brisbane. Brisbane, they've had, they've Brisbane had a my eight preseason. They've had a really good preseason. And they're getting better. And they're getting better. They're only getting better. They've got, they've got at each end, uh, Harris Andrews down one end. You've got um, Eric Hip. I love Eric Hipwood. He Mm -hmm. just, he's going to be the next Buddy Franklin. If if he keep, but but doesn't it show you that how quick it can take if you just go to the draft, pick the right players, and create a culture where people want to be there, and you get the right people around them. It's the Hawthorne people, effect, though. It's the Hawthorne. Oh, and funny enough, who's up there from Hawthorne? Oji mm-hmm. and Pelchin. Yep. They are, they are going to be a, they're going to be a force. Yeah. They've, they've still got Mitch Robinson. Yeah. yeah. And who, 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 but he's actually, he's actually good up there. He's actually good in that team. Yeah, he fits in. He yeah. fits in. Every team yeah. has to have one dickhead. Um. <laughs> Right. Um, okay. Who'd you have for seventh? For seventh? Okay. So for seventh, I had, and it pains me because I hate this team, but I had Geelong. I think Geelong are still there about. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good team. Good, good team. Good team. Here they, only because, only because Hawthorne, I didn't have them in there last year and they ended up finishing fourth. So I'm like, I've got to have Geelong in there this year. That's the only reason. There's no good logical sense. You know what they've got? They've got the Geelong factor. And what I mean by that is the, the JMHBA stadium. Yeah. And it's just a unique, it's a unique ground. And I haven't, I don't know if you much of their preseason. I'm not, you know, Gary Rowan kicked four in the last, it's not that, it's not Dalhouse, but uh, Radigalia, he is just a big, <laughs> big boy. And if he yeah. can fire, how much pressure is that going to take off the Tomahawk? And mind yeah. you, if, you, if you've got Ablett, sorry, not Ablett, because he's going to be playing forward, but if you've got Dangerfield coming out of the middle, Duncan coming out of the middle, Selwood coming out of the middle, and you've got those two twin targets, yeah. 
you are going to be. It's not going to make it easy. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not going to make it easy for defenders. That's not a bad pick. I actually had your mob. I can't believe I'm saying this. I had Port Adelaide. But you are more optimistic than me. I know, but this is the one I wasn't sure on. Okay. And the reason why I watched you against North. Yeah. Just match you played. Yeah. Get some really good kids. Yeah. Come through. I think. Yeah, you're probably going to have maybe four debutants, they reckon, this week. Yep. But you've also lost Pittard. You also lost Polak as well. Yep. Um, you also... Dixon... Uh, not Dixon. Paddy Ryder's we got lost. some injury... Yep, yeah, Paddy Ryder's got some yep. injury troubles. You've also got Ollie Wines is not going to be there as well. No. Who else am I missing? Well, we, we this year we trade out... We trade out Chad, Chad Wingard. Wingard as well. He's gone. But I think it comes back to that dickhead pack fact that you're talking about yep. with Jesse Hogan. Yep. Like things had to change last year for Port Adelaide. So get rid of... Pollock was going for cash. Couldn't match him. And make, and matching matching an offer that big from North was just... It was, is irresponsible. And Chad Wingard, just, just dickhead factor. So catch you later. Like, <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's the business. And, and, you know, we were talking, uh, I was having a bit of a read leading into this game because I was a bit worried about, you know, uh, your mob versus my mob. And it's, you know, I've always seen Port Adelaide as one of those teams that if they're on, they're on. But if they're off, shut down the TV. Yeah. And, you know, when you, when we played last year, four out of the six contested ball winners from that game are not playing anymore. No. Pittard. So it was Pittard. Mm-hmm. Polak, mm-hmm. Wines is injured. Yep. There's one more that I'm missing. I can't remember off the top. Of and the other two were Rockcliffe and probably Watts. Probably the best game uh, against you might guys. Have been, might have been Watts. But what we're trying to say is, is that I just don't know who's going to get your contested ball this mm. week. This week. But there was just something there that I thought, if if, if everything runs well, because you have got, you've still got at both ends. Yeah. You've got good. You've got good spine. We've got good ruck. Yeah. You've got one of the best ruckmen in the league. Yep. You've got your own version of the paddle pop line, Justin Westhoff. Yep. Anyway, who'd you have as, who'd you have for seventh? No. Oh, sorry. I, as, as, for sixth. For sixth? For sixth. Yeah, for the sixth. Oh, GWS. Same. You did? Yep. I just think they were riddled with injury last year. Yep. And suspensions, etc. Yeah. So if they can get a good portion of that, they've just got too much talent. To not yeah. factor them in. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't have Cameron for a good portion of the year and Toby Green for a good mm-hmm. portion of the year. You get those two back, mm-hmm. that, that's going to make a difference to anyone. Yep, I agree. Um, I don't think Dylan Shield's going to be as big of a loss. No. Um, even Josh Kelly wasn't around for a, a good portion of the year last year. Cornelio was the same out for a good portion of the year last year. Did Scully transfer from this year over to Hawthorne? Yes, he did. Yeah, they reckon he's going so, to be. Yeah, they reckon he's going to be rack, rack, you know, back round three, round four. I'll I'll okay. wait to see that. Yeah, I reckon if, if they can hit their straps, they just need to make yep. finals. Anything can happen. Yep, they're just one of those teams. Um, who do you have for fifth? For the that last spot out of the top four, who do you have? West Coast. West Coast. All right. Yeah. Tell me why. Uh. I just think the four teams above them, and probably there's no surprise who you're probably thinking who could be above them. Um, look, West Coast, West Coast had a really good run into the finals last year and 
all but the last two minutes they were behind one of my teams in the top four. Yep. Um, and I think that with the new rules, the uh, the new rules coming in, I think suits what these top four teams are bringing to the table more than West Coast have got now with the loss of a couple of players like Scott Lysett and whatnot. Yeah, no, fair point, fair point. Um, I had Collingwood. Plus aging, plus aging as well for yeah, them. Yeah, true, but I had Collingwood. Oh, okay. This was, this was hard because I looked at the top, I looked at the top, I think my top five is the same as your top five. Mm, um, probably. It is, it is. I'm looking at it, it is, but the, the order is going to be completely different. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I, there's just something about it. I just don't know who's going to kick all of their goals. I still think that they think Mason Cox is the second second coming of Des Tudnam. Yeah. Peter McKenna. And he had, he, he had a great three. He had a great four weeks. He had a great, mate, he had a great 20 minutes. He played one quarter. <laughs> what did he do in the grand Good. final? Nothing. No, nah, nothing. He, he does nothing. I don't know who's going to kick all of their goals. Yeah. Their midfield is probably the best midfield, regardless of what champion data say. Yeah. But they've brought Darcy Moore in. Beans. Darcy mm. Moore, hopefully he can get back to, you know, play some good football, even though he's still does yep. remind me of Kira Knightley every time I see him. Um, <laughs> Beams is in from Brisbane. Yeah. He's yep. not as young as he was, but it just adds another layer. Yeah. And having Jamie Elliott back is going to make a mess. Yep. So, you know, you look at those... Those three, there's almost three. That's virtually three brand new players into that team. Yeah. And once again, we haven't spoken about um, uh, Daniel Wells. Is apparently still on their payroll. No. Yeah. Um, but I had to put them fifth because when you have a look at what what I've put for my top four, and funny enough, mm-hmm. if we want to go into our top four, my fourth place team was Melbourne. I had them fourth. Same. I had Melbourne fourth. Um, and I just think because. They finished on a high last year. They mm-hmm. didn't have Jesse Hogan in the final. So you almost forget that element. Yep. They were a yep. very, very high scoring team. Yep. The, one of the, and had the, yeah, the high scoring team and the third best percentage last year. Yep. Hogan scored a lot of his goals against bottom eight teams. Mm-hmm. Or bottom, yeah, bottom, bottom nine teams, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. And that also meant that, well, when that occurs, you're going to keep bags, but didn't do much against the big teams. Yep. Where we also got, but we were also the team that got scored the most against as well. Yes. And yep. uh, outside of in the top eight. So you, teams like, um, you know, we, we lost games. If you have a look at the games that we lost, we lost twice to Geelong by small margins. Yep. We got dominated by big guys. Richmond mm-hmm. happened as well too. So bringing, yep. bringing in May, and then you're also yep. going to get a, also a brand new, two other new recruits. Kate Collajasny is going to be brilliant once he gets up and running because he was playing some yep. really good football at Gold Coast. You've also yep. forgot, there's this guy called Jake Lever. He's just going to slot into that second centre-half back or position. Yeah. So where they were, where we, when I say we, being Melbourne support, where we got towed up last year, we fixed that hole. Yep. And I agree with mid- that. midfield runs deep. There are reasons why I've picked other teams above us and I'll get into that moment. But what was your, what was your reasoning behind the Ds going in at fourth? Uh, probably all you said above there. So they, they've every hole that they went into the finals last year, especially on that half back line, um, with Jake Lever coming back in, Cole Caller. What, what's his name again? I can't pronounce it. Who? Collajasny. That's his name. Cade Collajasny. 
Yep. There we go. K- that, why put two Ks together? That's just, just go, too confusing. Just go, just go KK. Okay. <laughs> just go KK. And this podcast, if we had one more K, could have a whole new, uh, a whole new audience. Yeah, no, 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 no. We, we don't have the, <laughs> the, the, the K College as night um, podcast, no. <laughs> um, but I think, I think probably the biggest, the biggest thing for you guys is you've got Max Gorn in the middle. And I still think he's a dominant, he is the dominant Ruckman in yep. the AFL. Yeah, uh, palming it down to a superior young, uh, big body midfield, mm. and they're hungry. I think after the yep. way that they finished up last year, they don't want to do that again. And I think yep. after the way they lost round one last year, I don't think they want to do that again either. Yeah, um, so I, I, I think you've only strengthened your team with yep. these people coming back in. I'll take that. I'll take that. Who'd you have as third? Oh, just this painful. Adelaide. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I had him in. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it makes my mouth sweat just saying that name coming out as third. But yeah. I think I think I think they got the tools. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They've got they've got the tools. They also got to remember they were pretty hit with injury last year as well too. Mm-hmm. Maybe not from a number of players perspective, but quality perspective. Yeah. Um, one of the Crouch boys, he virtually didn't play. I think it might have been Brad, Brad Crouch. I think it might have been. Yep. Play much yep. last year. Rory Laird hardly played last year as well. And yep. then they had all their issues with Tex Walker, etc. And so when he came back, he didn't look like he'd done a preseason. Didn't look fit. Yep. And but they've all had good preseasons. Eddie Betts. Carlton must just roll their eyes and go, how do we just not pay the extra, what was it, 50 grand or 20 grand to keep him? He That's, just looks like he just, he could go for another 10 years, this bloke. I um, agree. And, and they're, going to be re- they're just going to be dangerous. They're just going to be dangerous yep. at, um, at the Adelaide Oval. They're going to have 50,000 there every week cheering for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to have that 19th play. It's, it's going to be hard to, to, to not look them back. I reckon they're going to be brilliant. Yeah. Um, now here is our top two. So, top two, mm-hmm. I had Richmond as my yep. second. It was yep. simply this: they had one bad game for the season. Yep. They had one one bad game. So what did they go out and do? Get virtually the hottest free agent footballer out there, and mm-hmm. just yeah, they throw in Tom Lynch. There's yep. nothing. There's nothing more I can really put. They are. They are a lock for top two, a lock for a top Ooh. two. And to and Dusty to win the Brownlow. Um, no, I don't have him for the Brownlow. Oh, no, okay. No, no. Well, I have. I have the opposite to what you've got. Yep. Okay. I've got Collingwood second yep. and Richmond on top. Yeah. Well, you know, who I've got on top, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> West Coast. My wife would be very happy to hear that. Your wife would be? She'd be rapt to hear you've got Collingwood on top. Yeah. No, I've got West Coast on top. You do not. I've got West Coast on top. No way. I've got West Coast on top. Jesus. And there's one reason behind it. They've got 11 home games in Perth. Yep. To finish top four, you only need maybe 15 wins. So they virtually have to win. Now you think that they might drop what? Maybe two games at home? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They've only got to they've only got to find another six wins to get yeah. you that to get that. Second to that, they also had a player who didn't play in that premiership team last year. 
by by the name yeah. of Andrew Gaff. So do you think that he's going to be fanging for it next year? Mm-hmm. I just think they're too good at home. Although if, if, if you have the sliding doors, if yep. Gaff played in the grand final, yep. would... Um, Sheed. Blank. Sheed? Yeah, would Sheed kick the goal? Sheed wouldn't have played. He wouldn't have played? He wouldn't have played. But that's, that's, that is sliding doors. You know, Dom Sheed is Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> he is. The blonde hair or the brown hair? I can't remember which one was the good one. But that's but that's that's the way that's the way it rolls. It just so you've, you've got West Coast at the top, okay, righty, eh? Yeah, I've got West Coast at the top. But, right. You know, so if I go for my, my my top is West Coast, Richmond, Adelaide, Melbourne, Collingwood, GWS, Port Adelaide, and North Melbourne. Yours was from the top to bottom. Yep, top to bottom. And Richmond, Collingwood, Adelaide. Melbourne and fourth, fifth West Coast, GWS, Geelong and Brisbane and just missing out uh, Essendon and North Melbourne. All righty. So we're on the home stretch. Um, we have got round one coming up this week. So I want to quickly throw, I thought it might be a good idea just to have a bit of a, you know, a mate challenge here. Uh, every week we're just going to give our tips for the round and we're doing it a couple of days before teams come out. So it's all fair. So I think we might just do our tips for this week and then mm-hmm. every week we'll give an update to see how we're going and then at the end of the year, uh, a prize will be awarded to uh, the winner. I don't know who that's going to be. Um, it's going to be me or you. 50-50 chance. That's the, the 50, best odd you get. That's the best tipping comp. Well, yeah, pretty much. So we'll quickly go through it. Um, yep. Let's have a look at round one. Kicking off this week, Carlton Richmond. Richmond. Same here. Collingwood Geelong MCG Friday night. That's a cracking game and I think it's going to be Collingwood. Same here. Port and Melbourne, the game, the game of the oh. weekly century, if there could be such a thing. Oh, someone someone's gonna lose their phone. Um Battle of the I'm, MCC. I'm, I'm, ooh, I'm actually I'm actually pretty excited. Hey, um Port Adelaide. Yeah, I'll go. Obviously, I'm going Melbourne. Adelaide. This, this is the this this is the problem though. We've bought six new players in, like brand new players. This is this is the team balance is terrible. Anyway, Adelaide and Hawthorne. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Adelaide because I think Hawthorne are gonna be poo this season. I think they're gonna be tripe. Uh, yes, yeah, so I definitely going Hawthorne. Yep. This is the smoky game. Brisbane, oh, you mean Adelaide? Coast. Brisbane West Coast at the Gabba Saturday night. Oh yeah. Yes. Who are you going to go for? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Brisbane. Okay. I don't know why, but there's just something about yeah. it. I'm going to go... I'm going to go West Coast. Yeah, they just look sharp against the Ds the other week. And I saw them in that. Yep. They've got... Uh, Western Bulldogs, Sydney at Marvell Stadium. Western. Saturday night. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Western Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm going, if, if Buddy doesn't play, which is a good chance he won't, I'm definitely going Western Bulldogs with that one. Uh, he hasn't trained, so yeah. Yeah, St. Um, St. Kilda Gold Coast at Marvell Stadium. This is Sunday. the shortest game of the round, oh, surely. This has got to be on Channel 31. This is terrible. Um, How did you get one of the pay TV channels and you got this game? You must can be you imagine just... Fuck. I'll, I'll, 
<laughs> you can have two next week. <laughs> oh, you're right. I watch, just, this, uh, watch this game and you will not have to pay for sport this month. Do you think that both supporter thing, uh, teams feel bad that they have to have, like, watch the other team play? Like, I feel, you know, I feel sorry for, I feel sorry for St. Kilda because they have to watch Gold Coast play. And I feel sorry for Gold Coast because they have to watch St. Kilda play. I feel sorry for the guy who has to maintain afl.com.au and do the commentary. Oh, God, it's rough. Oh, that, that's, that's going to be Hessian jocks, that game. That's like, going to be first, jocks. surely for the first, first game, I mean, first round, they could have picked a better, oh, just a terrible. Look, I'm, I'm only picking, I'm not, I don't even know. I can tell you one thing. I'm going to go St Kilda, but football's not the winner for this game. No, I might just go for St Kilda. This could be Gold Coast's only win for the year. See this? Why isn't this game like a Sunday night game to put you to sleep? Um, No, it's Sunday one ten, so it's just it's just good for the people who have got home. (laughs) I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Contrary, and just because it's the first game in the round, whatever first round, I'm going to go Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> Jeez, this is going to be interesting next week, isn't it? GWS Essendon. Oh, I've just gone, and that's at the Showground Stadium. GWS. <laughs> yep, GWS. And Frio and North Melbourne, based on what's happened over the last 72 hours, um, I'm simply going North Melbourne in a... Semi upset over Fremantle at Optus Stadium. Yeah, Fremantle looked good, so I'm I'm sorry, North Melbourne looked good in the GL, JLT stuff, so I'm gonna go with them as well. Okay, so it looks like the only differences that we've got for this round are Melbourne Port Adelaide, obviously going out our normal teams, Brisbane yep. and West Coast, and yep. St Kilda Gold Coast. So it's yep. either gonna be close or it could be a blowout already towards the end of the um, first <laughs> round as well, too. Hey, that's another that's another episode up. It is. Wow. How, I mean, quick. How quick is that? Hey, um, listeners, a few other things. So just remember, a um, couple of announcements coming up. Once again, I'm just keeping them close to my chest, but let's just say there's going to be, um, I'll be having an interview with uh, someone who made VFL slash AFL headlines oh, around about 20 years ago by being the first person to actually get... Uh, done for steroid use in the AFL. I've teed up an episode with uh, Justin Charles. So he's pretty much going to open up and tell us everything about it and why it happened and his thoughts on football. And so that'll be coming up uh, hopefully uh, next week. So that'll be separate to this episode. It's a bit of a guest episode or guest uh, interview. So stay tuned. I've already had a chat to him and I can tell you now, it's one that you're not going to miss. So that's a little bonus thing that we're throwing in for next week. Also, our questions, queries, etc. Go to the Facebook page. Tell us what you think. Also, what we've also done is is that you'll be able to listen to this podcast if you're not already doing so through the Facebook app directly as well too. So we've introduced that. So strap it in. Um, Get us on Twitter. Uh, What I want you to do though is I want you to say who in... um, We're going to post uh, the viewer's question. Did you have one for the... uh, The viewer's question. Listener's question for this week? We'll check on Facebook after the podcast. Throw it up. All right. So we'll throw a question yeah. up there for all of you. Response and we'll go through that for next week. So um, like I said, uh, another cracking episode. Co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace. Fantastic today. Awesome stuff. But as we tee off or finish off, uh, as we head into the change rooms at the end of the uh, week, I have to ask you the question that I love to ask at the end of the week. Jamie, how do you like your football, mate? Peps.
Like always, lease out. Have a great week, listeners, and we'll see you this time next week. Good luck, everyone. All supporters. Hope your team wins, except if you're Port Adelaide. Have a good week, mate. I'll see you <laughs> on Saturday. Bye. Bye.